This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano coming to you after the Monday, after the 16th Sunday of the NFL season. Super Bowl weekend was taking place at all ends tonight in Monday Night Football. But Mike, you know what? And I always, a lot of times I always reference me and your buddy, the King Scott Angle. He would always tell us after a Thursday night game, he would always say, somebody may go off, but don't worry about it. You still have a chance to come back. Well, somebody went off <laughs> on Saturday yeah. and everybody worried about it because I don't think they really had a chance to come back. Nah, man. I mean, when you're getting 56 points from Alvin Kamara on Christmas Day, uh, happy holidays to you. Because, and I'd like to see the percentages of teams that went into the championship with Kamara that actually failed to win, right? He could have scored seven touchdowns. For some reason, Sean Payton took him off the field. They gave it to Taysom Hill. But there was no way to overcome it. You would have needed a miracle, a Christmas miracle, to overcome Kamara's performance. I was in eight championships. They're all not locked up at this point, but it looks like they're pretty much set. I played against Kamara in three, lost all three. Lost Already another. settled. It's not settled, but it's very unlikely that I'll be able to come back with the remaining players that I have tonight. I started Kamara in two leagues and won both. Yeah. So it looks like I'm going four and four, which kind of stinks because if... Kamara had had 25 points. I'd had a shot to win two of the three that I lost facing okay. him. But it is what it is. I mean, one of my leagues, which was the Sirius XM Ring of Honor Subscribers League, where I was in the championship with a, uh, a subscriber, he had Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans. I was dead. 
and I didn't yeah. even have anybody play. Like I was yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. I had no chance. That's almost a hundred points from two guys. Like you can't overcome that. No, that's tough right there. It's almost like the Clippers and the Mavericks from over the weekend when you're down by 50 and you don't how even know what the game is. How do you, how do you score, <laughs> what was it, 25 points and, and a half? Yeah, no, it was pretty ugly. I believe the Ooh. halftime score of that game was 75 to 25. Uh, right quick, I remember when I first logged on to, like I was back, you know, I forgot the game came on. I was more or less paying attention to the NFL. So I'm going to say, oh, well, let me uh, look at some live bets. And I saw that the, I was like, it, the, the game couldn't have been no more than 15, 20 minutes into it. And I saw that the Mavericks were laying 28 and a half. And I was like, this has to be some kind what? of mistake. <laughs> yeah, right? it was crazy. Right? The game started at 3.30 Eastern. I must have logged on at like 3.50. And the Mavericks were laying 28 and a half. And I was like, this is a mistake. But what was not a mistake was the performance from Alvin Kamara uh, this weekend. It, it, was, it was great. One of the all-time electric uh, performances, especially on the championship Sunday. Now, I remember one time, though, Mike, you remember what I'm talking about, obviously, too. As a matter of fact, we was in Vegas for the Fantasy Football World Championship. Hopefully, we're back in Vegas for the Fantasy Football World Championship in 2021. It's always a good time. But um, that weekend, I was in Vegas, and I was in our, in our Sirius XM League. This is when the Roto Experts in the Morning was the best show on Sirius XM, including Howard Stern. You put him in that mix, too. We was doing <laughs> numbers. We was doing numbers like that. Um, Scott had Peyton Manning as his quarterback when he had the seven touchdown pass to start the game against the Ravens. Yep. Right. I remember that. And yeah. me and Scott are vicious, vicious rivals. Shout out to the King and Scott angle that week. I actually came back and walked him down and beat him. And he got 77 points from Peyton Manning. And let me tell you something, Mike, I have not let him hear the end of it since. Insane, <laughs> man. I mean, you must've had three or four just Huge performances, and the rest of his team must have been terrible. And let me see, the thing about what happened on Saturday is, you know, you know, you got the Tom Brady, the Mike Evans. So if you had that stack, you had a fighting chance this week. Yeah, and Brady didn't play the second half. Yeah, he the took Lions, it off. Yep. The, the Lions, and they gave <laughs> up 15 points to Blaine Gabbert too in that game. I mean, Brady could have he could have put up you know 45, 50 points based on what he did in the first half, and that was a that was a strong play going in. Detroit's defense was bad going in, looked worse in that game. And the success of the Buccaneers, though, if you think about it, maybe not so much in terms of Brady and Evans. I, I still contend that Bruce Arians has a fantasy team and Mike Evans is his number one wide receiver because the fact that his wide receivers played the entire game when he took Tom Brady and, for the most part, Leonard Fournette out in the second half that's just a little bit odd to me. But Fournette had a good game in the first half, but what could have been? Didn't play very much in the second half at all. Only played a few snaps. And you saw a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn. So it was, I mean, Brady had nearly, you know, he, he had nearly 30 points and a half uh, in, in that contest. And now moving on to week 17, assuming you're still playing in week 17. And a lot of people, that's a, mistake. Uh, a, a lot of people are not, but there are some of those crazy mad folks out there that are. Uh, they've got Atlanta coming up, so another good matchup there for the Buccaneers. But Mike Evans, Alvin Kamara, Tom Brady, there there is a lot of heroes this week in fantasy championships, and we can we can uh, sort of talk about this maybe a little bit later on. There is also a lot of duds, and I'm talking to you, Jalen Hurts. 
yeah, now that Dallas Cowboy defense uh, really did get behind him. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, how'd you do in the Kings Classic? Uh, my matchup against Howard Bender went very well. I'm blowing Howard Bender out, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. Um, just actually <laughs> stomping Howard Bender into the ground. Shout out to my man, Howard Bender. But um, after the matchup goes final, he will get hit up a little bit on social media from me. Now, I know you had the big matchup versus Mike Clay. How's that one going? Yeah, I- I'm I'm beat because oh. I had A.J. Brown, eight points, Robert Woods, 8.9 points, and I had Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones broke my back in mm. this one. And Mike had Tom Brady. He had Deontay Johnson. He had T. Higgins. He didn't have a, he didn't have a, a spectacular week, but he's going he's gonna to beat me. I still have uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley, but I'm, I'm down way too many points to uh to overcome i all two of my big stud actually three of my studs just rolled over and played dead like jared goff got hurt and he's terrible anyhow aj brown didn't do a thing i mean if i got aj dylan numbers from aaron jones i got a fighting chance could be a different story right you got a fighting chance but uh i did not i was the number one seed i was number one in that season in that league all season long you get to the finals, man, and you get a couple of bad performances from some of your big players, and you bow out. It is what it is. It's fantasy football, so congratulations to Mike, uh, who, of course, is one of the best in the biz. No doubt. Shout out to uh, Mike Clay. He definitely does a good job. Um, so in my league going up against Howard Bender, you know what? Uh, the big game from C.D. Lamb and T. Higgins, I was not expecting. I wasn't even expecting the big game from Amari Cooper, but Calvin Ridley's a guy that's been, that's been getting it done all season. But this one for me really came down to the play of Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. And so many times throughout the course of the season, we talked about how disappointing these rookie running backs have been this year. But guess what? If you stay patient and can ride the wave, a lot of times like we saw with Miles Sanders last year, mm-hmm. they can give it to you when you need it most, Mike. Yeah, and, and we saw Dobbins. Jonathan Taylor, both put Cam Akers before he got hurt, had a couple yep. of really good games in a row. Swift and, started and, coming and, together. Right. And, and let's hope Place for that West this team, is the sign of things to come because yep. that running back position is going to be deeper maybe than it's been in a long time in 2021 when you think about it, right? Put A.J. Dillon in that mix. You know, Aaron Jones is a free agent. Jamal Williams is a free agent. Is Green Bay going to put the tag on a running back? I don't know. They could just go with A.J. Dillon. Look what he did last night. So, and again, it's one game, but obviously he's got enough uh, to produce some numbers in the National Football League. So the the position is going to be super, super deep. When, you know, you talk about Zeke coming back with Dak and with a fully stacked Cowboys offensive line, he should be much better. With Saquon coming back. There are there are going to be a lot of really good young running backs to choose from in 2021. It's going to be very it's going to be a lot of fun for me, and I'm going to be doing this here after this week. I'll be uh, posting my top 200 and my player rankings for 2021, and it's going to be a lot of fun doing those rankings, man. That's one of the things I love doing every single uh, off season or postseason is to get those rankings ready for the following season. And that's going to be good stuff right there. So look, definitely looking forward to that. Um, where's Clyde Edwards Hilaire going to be in that mix? I know it's early to look at it now, but man, that was that was a that, this that. Now that was a disappointment. I know, but but think about it. 
was it? He was a top 12 running back okay. when Kansas City grabbed Le'Veon Bell. And that had been, I know, not, not from a real football perspective, but mm-hmm. that was a mistake. Le'Veon, what, Le'Veon Bell, where, what happened to him? Like, I, I, would have, I would have argued that he wasn't completely washed in that Adam Gase kind of ruined him a little bit. And he had a good game last week against New Orleans, but yesterday he was a massive disappointment. Daryl Williams was the better of the two backs, and he didn't have a, a, a great game either. Uh, shout out to Atlanta's defense because they're really good against the run. Uh, pretty underrated. Uh, maybe it's because everyone's throwing the football down their throats. We'll see. But I still think Clyde Edwards-Alaire could be a top 12 running back next season. Le'Veon Bell may or may not be there. Damian Williams may or may not be there. I mean, we'll find out. But he was good before he before he, he lost the featured role to, uh, you know, and went into a committee situation with Bell. He really was. Now, the rookie backs... You know, ups and down, bumps in the road, but we start to see some development down the stretch. The rookie wide receivers, they hit all year, bro. They hit all year. You know, you know. Shout out to my man, Doctor Roto, free Justin Jefferson, and it happened. He got free. Mm-hmm. C.D. Lamb balled. T. Higgins was amazing. We've seen flashes from Rugs, not the greatest. We've seen flashes from Rugs. Mm-hmm. Judy looks like he's off to a slow start. But the quarterback situation in Denver is is not the best. But the rookie wide receivers, I mean, even Higgins with you know a nobody at quarterback, you know some of these rookie wide like it, coming into the the draft class, Mike. They said it was a legendary class for wide receivers, and so far in their first year, it played out pretty much the way we we looked at it, except for the fact that we expected Judy to be better. Yeah, well, uh, is that his fault or the quarterback? Exactly. So, yep. But Jefferson. Averaged nearly 17 a game. He had 252 points. CeeDee Lamb went over 200 points with that big game he had against the Eagles, which, by the way, what an embarrassment Philadelphia is. I mean, you give up three touchdowns to Andy Dalton for crying out loud. I mean, we knew their defense wasn't any good, but geez Louise. Um, you know, T. Higgins, I, I love T. Higgins. When he got drafted by the Bengals, the first thing I said was Burrow, Higgins, Mixon, the triplets yep. in Cincinnati watch out for that trio. Although Mixon uh, was a disappointment due to the the foot injury that seemed to be not that serious and ended up costing him most of the year. But watch out for that Bengals offense. Chase Claypool, uh, who had a monster season, 10 touchdowns. Hadn't been good in the last month, but still overall. Brandon Ayuk has got a bright oh, future in the yeah, yeah. football league. LaVisca Chenault, what about yep. him once they get Trevor Lawrence there? Uh, Jerry Judy will be better. Michael Pittman, you know, he showed some flashes uh, as a as a rookie wide receiver. Henry Ruggs will continue to get better and better. Jalen Rager. I, so there's a lot of really good young wide receivers in the National Football League. Uh, guys coming into their set. Denzel Mims showed some flashes. I mean, you know, th- there's, there's certainly some talent out there without question. So as I mentioned, running back will be deep. Wide receiver will be very deep in 2021. Very deep. No doubt. When you look at the quarterback position, I think as a community, you know, of fantasy analysts, you know, we kind of nailed it as far as Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all guys that, you know, we thought would be towards the top of the, you know, of the the stats when the season came to an end. Aaron Rodgers was massively slept on and Aaron Rodgers had a very good season. Oh, my gosh. And I was one of them, too. I had him ranked, I think he was like my QB 12. 
coming mm-hmm. into the season. So he was like a low QB1, high QB2. I mean, look at the numbers. 44 touchdown passes and five interceptions, Corey. Crazy. Man, that's insane. And tack on another three rushing touchdowns. Unbelievable. And he's and he's the QB3 right now uh, behind, uh, you know, Kyler and Mahomes. Kyler, you want to talk about a guy who broke your back this week, by the way. That was a, oh, as that good was as he's a been. Look. I know he got hurt at the end of the game, but he looked like crap in that game. It was just not a good game for the Cardinals offense. But looking at the numbers, I mean, Russell's the QB six. Ryan Tannehill proved that last year was not yeah, a fluke. Tannehill, real deal. Tannehill's very good. Lamar Jackson, he and he he was very good down the stretch. But as the QB eight right now. He's a disappointment. I'm sorry. Uh, he's okay. I, I I can dig that. I, I can I, I can dig that. Fantasy purposes, I think he has been a disappointment as a QB eight because you know overall, depending on your yes. league, he overall he was a disappointment because you expected maybe maybe you didn't expect what happened last year, but you expected the the offense wasn't as prolific and a lot of that can point to Jackson. But what Jackson is doing for the Baltimore Ravens, if I'm the, if I'm the AFC, the AFC, like everybody's putting this AFC championship together game together with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. I would not want to play Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens right now. No, they're playing at a high level. They're playing very well. They have a lot of injuries on the defensive side, though. So that, that could be that could be a bit of a problem. Their defensive backfield is kind of a mess right now. So if they run into the wrong team, they're going to be in trouble. But no, Lamar's playing at a very high level. They did lose J.K. Dobbins. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, if he's out for a while, I mean, then you're looking at Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram. Uh, Gus Edwards being a, a popular waiver wire pick this week if you're still playing for some reason. But, yeah, Lamar, at least he came through for you at the right time. He was very yeah. good in the fantasy playoffs. Um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously, Burrow took the, the, the big injury, but we mm-hmm. saw Justin Herbert step up. Looks good. He looks like he's going to be – a, a good starter in the NFL and he's going to be a good player for fantasy purposes. Yeah. I mean, you never know, right? I, we all loved Baker Mayfield coming into his second season and he didn't well, really do much of any, but so yeah, but the NFL is unpredictable, but on the surface, I mean, hell yeah, he looks good. He looks very good. I mean, look at the numbers this kid's put up. You know, he gave you basically 20 plus every single week. And, and, and that's kind of the new, the new like threshold there for, for quarterbacks. If you're, if you're getting, less than 19 points per game from your quarterback, you don't have a good quarterback. Looking at the numbers right now for the year, Herbert is the QB 10. He's averaging 21 points a game. Every quarterback in the top 10 is averaging 20.5 points or more. Now you could throw Dak Prescott in there as well. He was averaging well over 20 points before he went down with the injury. And you look at the numbers right now, you're you're hoping to get a quarterback who's going to give you 20 plus right now they're including including Dak and he only played five games but I think he would have averaged over 20 points you're looking at about 11 quarterbacks with over 20 and, and then it kind of falls off a little bit from there you get into the you know the Kirk Cousins is of the world and uh, you know Ben Roethlisberger averaging you know 17 18 points but the fact that the the league has has become such such a quarterback friendly league at this point, if you're getting 18 points from your quarterback, it's a bad week. It's a bad week. And we, I mean, Tom Brady is 43 years old and he averaged nearly 21 points per game and he'll be back next season for Tampa Bay. And Justin Herbert is going to make this position even deeper. And think about it. You bring in Trevor Lawrence. Look at what the rookie quarterbacks did this season. 
All right. Justin Herbert. I mean, spectacular. Joe Burrow. Right. I mean, he was he wasn't overly consistent, but he had some really good games. Right. Yep. Jalen Hurts broke your back this week, but he still had one monster game and another pretty good game. Tua Tungavaloa, I, I don't know why the Dolphins are, are not going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just, it's just, uh, I com- I'm confused. But he's had some flashes, and he's going to be the quarterback of the future there in, in Miami. So you know he's got some potential as well. Then you throw in Trevor Lawrence coming out. And some of these other young quarterbacks who are coming out in the Just, 2020 Justin Field, the Eric King. I mean, you've got you got some talented young gunslingers, man, in this league. It, it, and they're all going to be able to move with the football well as exactly. Mike. And that's going to be, exactly. be fun. So oh, important. But uh, oh, oh my bad. Um so the running back position, I want to hand out a couple game balls at running back. Yeah. And I, I gotta start with who I think is the most beastly runner in the NFL, and that is Dalvin Cook. He's currently RB1 right now. I'm a big Dalvin Cook guy. Now, I'll be honest with you, my next running back game ball goes to Derrick Henry. I was anti-Henry coming into the league because of he don't catch passes, which is now the stupidest thing in the world because you don't have to catch passes when you can run for 2,000 yards and right. 70 touchdowns. Uh, James Robinson also gets a game ball, mm-hmm. and I got to get a game ball to my guys, David Montgomery, and, of course, my man, Nick Chubb. But Montgomery, he really took me by surprise down the stretch. He was a league winner. Yeah, he. but you know what, though? I wonder if he's going to get – overdrafted next season and i would worry about that i'll give him all the credit in the world he was phenomenal down the stretch phenomenal but look at the teams he played i mean he had uh, the schedule it, it was the best schedule for any running back after the bye at green bay they can't stop the run detroit they can't stop the run houston they can't stop the run minnesota's not good against the run and jacksonville's terrible against the run I, that is a I mean, that is the best stretch of games a running back could have wished for in in any set of weeks in 2020. So, and as good as he's been, I do wonder if people are going to look. Right now, he's the RB6. Okay, he rushed for over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. Don't forget about what he didn't do in the first half of the season. He was not good. And I really, and, and God bless him. I hope he's great. I liked him coming out of Iowa State. Very elusive kind of guy, break tackles. He just didn't look very good in, in his first season and in the first half of this season. I, I do wonder if he's going to get overdrafted next season. But certainly, you give him, uh, you give him uh, certainly a, a nod. He he was a league winner. Uh, I, I feel like Jonathan Taylor was also in that mix as a league no winner. Doubt. Who I mean, against the Steelers, still smashed them for a couple of touchdowns. Mike Davis really helped you this season. Maybe why I pick up a year. Him or right. Herbert, way why I pick up of the year. And got to throw James Robinson in that mix as well. Oh, Robinson. I mean, I do wonder, though, that can he uh, – what can he do for an encore, right? I mean, undrafted mm-hmm. guy comes in and just has a monster season. I will say this. You get Trevor Lawrence in that backfield with you, that's going to help you alleviate some of those stacked line of scrimmages that you're probably going to have seen otherwise if Jake Luton or – you know, Mike Glennon is your quarterback, or Gardner. Who are they bringing in to coach him? I don't, that's a good question. See, you got when you I'm get a quarterback guess, like that, guess. you can't bring be, Adam Gase. No, the, that no, the Jaguars are not that stupid. That's the Jets. They, <laughs> that will be. You know what's crazy though? That's going to be the hottest coaching position available, uh, assuming Anthony Lynn does not get fired. Yes, because you get Trevor Lawrence now. It's like, who do you bring? 
in there in that situation. That's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they play it because you got to bring the right dude in there to coach him. If not, it can be, you know, you can have a uh, Josh Rosen. You can have a Dwayne Haskins. You could have a Sam Donald type situation, which Haskins, let me not put him in that mix. He may just be a bad quarterback. But I think the other two got well, maybe not Rosen's either. But we've seen some flashes from Rosen. Um, but I think those other cats couldn't really play. But that's going to be interesting. Um, I mentioned him not let me Mike, let me not forget Antonio Gibson. No, he was very good. I mean, didn't have a great game yesterday, was coming off of uh a couple of week absence, but the numbers were there. I mean, this guy rushed for 11 touchdowns and he wasn't even a huge factor in the passing game, which everyone, including myself thought he would be, but JD McKissick kind of took over that role in Washington. This guy's got a bright future. He really does. I mean, Washington needs to get a quarterback because Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, he's not even going to play for that team next season. I don't think anybody respects him in that locker room. He's done uh, to be quite honest. I don't know what they'll do. Maybe they'll stick with Alex. Smith. I have no idea, but he will not be there. He will not be their quarterback. He may not be on that roster, but Antonio Gibson, that's another kid, man. Bright future. I wouldn't be surprised if he got cut today. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I think I think Alex Smith's gonna be back. No, I, I wouldn't either. And I, I believe I believe the announcement's already been made. If Alex Smith can't play, they're going with Taylor Heineke. There's no respect for Dwayne Haskins in that locker room. The quarterback's supposed to talk after the game if he's not injured. Dwayne Haskins leaves without talking. I don't respect that. He's, and he's, trust he's me. He's not a good player, Corey. That's what it is. He's, I mean, it, 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 I guess I guess compared to, you know, the rest of the world, yeah, he's a great player. But when it, com- when it comes to, like, actual professional football players, he's not good. He's just Yeah, he's and, and you're talking about, listen, and I, and I know plenty of cats – that, you know, young men that went to DeMatha and stuff like that and played in PG County in that era, you know, guys like Chase Young and, and the quarterback that's about to start his college career next year, his name skips my mind. These normally be stand-up guys, and it does not seem like that was the case for Haskins. And, you know, and I talked to – um I had talked to uh, Doug Williams before the season started, and they wanted this guy to be successful. They gave him every opportunity, and he just couldn't get it done. Yeah. Um, wide receivers. DK Metcalf. And now we already know what uh you know what Hopkins and and and, and Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hills and all those guys are, but DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley seem to be the fantasy future at the wide receiver position. No doubt, uh, throw Justin Jefferson in there, of course. Yeah, no doubt well, yeah. too. But yeah, I mean Ridley's going to go ahead of Julio in every draft next season, and he should. He's well worth it. He's the wide receiver five, and and he he's the wide receiver five, and he had one game where he didn't score a point. So I mean, think about that. He's averaging you know, over 19 points per game this year. And he was, he was tremendous. I mean, this is a guy who has continued to get better and better and better. He finally had his first thousand yard season. He's over 1300 yards now uh, after that big game against Kansas city. He is, I tell you one thing. I mean, th- this guy is, is locked and loaded as a very likely second round pick. I think DK will probably go ahead of him yep. in most leagues because you, you, you assume you'll have Julio for, uh, at least 14 to 16 games. So who the heck knows with him? But DK, DK is the big breakout guy for me. I loved him coming into the season. He was the wide receiver 33 last year as a rookie. Now he's the wide receiver six. He's got Russell Wilson. He's going to be catching passes from for a long, long time. The dude's a physical specimen. Uh, outside of, I guess, games against the Rams, <laughs> you could start him with yeah. confidence. Play of the year, maybe the rundown, the chase down on Monday Night Football. Might be the play of the year in the NFL this year. Yeah, boy, that was amazing. That was... That, that that uh 
That reminded me of you remember when the Cowboys were good and Leon Lett was gonna score that touchdown against Buffalo and yeah. Don Beebe came from Don behind Beebe. and knocked the ball out and cost the Cowboys what would have been the biggest blowout in Super Bowl history. Although the score was still, I believe, what, 52 to 17? So. It was still a great moment in Dallas. It was, it was, it was, but yeah, DK's, he's a star, man. And there's a lot of teams, like 31 of them, who are smacking themselves every single time they think about this kid because everybody passed on him. A couple more wide receiver game balls. Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson continues to get it done no matter the quarterback situation. Keenan Allen also an amazing value on fantasy draft day. He's mm-hmm. got a quarterback that's going to make him a very competent piece in our PPR leagues for a while. Still going to give a game ball to Will Fuller because he really did get it done this year up until the, you know, the, 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 um, the suspension. He was very good this season. So what do you think about some of the other wide receivers, like guys like Chase Claypool? I want to, don't want to forget him. And, and like you mentioned, Brandon Nayuk, CeeDee Lamb, Robbie Anderson at one point, DeAndre Johnson, not to mention Nelson Aguilar also had some flashes this year too. Right, we, we saw some guys kind of bust out, and Robbie Anderson was was maybe at the top of the list, had his first 1,000-yard season, and you know, looked, looked like a number one receiver, a guy who, oh, by the way, uh, got away from Adam Gase. Now, he only scored three touchdowns, but he's still the wide receiver 15. Uh, Deontay Johnson, let, let's not forget about him. I mean, I get it. He's, he's, you know, he's dropped 12 passes this year. That's a lot. That guy got targeted a ton, averaging nearly 15 a game. And as long as Big Ben is there, he's the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh to pick up. We, you know, Terry McLaurin started to take the next step. Yeah. He's over 1,000 yards on the season. Missed this past week. Has had a couple of stinkers over the last month, but still a very good player. And once Washington gets that quarterback situation settled, then I think he'll be good to go. Uh, We mentioned T Higgins, who I think is going to be an absolute star in this league. Let's give some love to Cole Beasley. Hadn't played yet, right? They still play. He's the wide receiver 22 right now. Yeah. Cole Beasley has been very good. He actually went into the weekend as a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. And this guy is very likely to have a thousand yards. He is going to go over 80 catches. He's a 79 right now. And hell, a lot of, there's just no respect for Cole Beasley. And he was extremely good uh, for fantasy managers this season. Too much sauce, my man, Cole Beasley. A lot of that sauce. Quarterback's best friend, my guy, Cole Beasley. Definitely a fan of Cole Beasley. Hopefully he doesn't get 50 points for Howard Bender tonight to come back and beat me. But I do not think that that is uh, <laughs> I, I actually it, would love to see that. Then I'd have a chance against Clay. Hey, you, let me ask you this, Mike. What are we doing with Hollywood Brown next year? I mean, he here here's the good news. He started to flash finally towards I mean, really when you needed him the most, right? I mean, in the fantasy playoffs, he kind of get his act together and started to started to be the guy that we kind of hoped that he would be. I know I had him ranked as a wide receiver uh, 2 going into the season. Uh, one you know, uh, probably a lower end wide receiver too, but he was just not good early on last five games, double digits in every game, at least 12 and a half in every game and got into the end zone for the last five weeks. And maybe it's Lamar finally just kind of figured it out. I don't know. I, I was very surprised that they didn't use him more. I mean, the target share, he, he didn't have double digit targets in, in more than one game uh, this season. But lately, 
The targets have been there. Eight, eight, six, seven. Only had four against the Giants, but still cashed in for the touchdown. He'll probably, because the the, the position's so deep, he drafted as more of a, a wide receiver three or four in 2021. But it's good to see that he kind of broke out of that funk that he was in for most of the year here, right when fantasy managers needed him most if they were brave enough to start him. Uh, going to the tight end position, obviously it starts and stops with Travis Travis Kelsey, yeah. who's putting together another historic season. So obviously he gets a game ball. But then you see where Waller is firmly entrenched as tight end to a target monster, physical specimen. You know what I'm saying? I can see Darren Waller continuing to hold on to that tight end two spot. I, I think George Kittle's probably going to be the two, but it's it's not going to be as easy as it was like in 2020 drafts where it was Kelsey and then it was Kittle. Well, now I think at two, some people may look at Waller and think eh, maybe Waller's two, but I, I think Kittle will probably be uh, more of more of the number two, but both very good players. And we saw some guys emerge this year. TJ Hawkinson had a very good mm-hmm. Uh, a very good season. Robert Tunyon, where the hell did he, 10 touchdowns. I feel like that's the guy who people are going to overdraft next year. I don't know that he's going to have 10 touchdowns again. Uh, Logan Thomas was very good, especially in the second half of the year. We saw Mike Gesicki kind of come on in the second Mike half. He was pretty looks like the perfect piece for Tua. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to be a, a tight end one. We saw Noah Fant show some flashes this year. We saw Jonu Smith show some flashes this year. And, Tight end's still not going to be great in 2021, but you know you, you would think Cole Komet's going to take it the next step next season. He'll be certainly uh, on the uh, sleeper radar, right? The Cowboys will get Blake Jarwin back, so there'll be there'll be some there'll be some good young pieces at that position. Still not going to be great. Still going to be kind of tough to fill, but it should be better. We might lose Rob Gronkowski, or we might not. We're not sure. Yep. And shout out to Gronk, you know what I'm saying? Game ball to him as well because you know, nobody, everybody, me, myself, and you included, both of them was like, this is a, this is a joke. It's Tom Brady bringing his best friend. But he actually had some points throughout the season, especially throughout the course of the bye weeks where he had some catches and some touchdowns. Yeah, he had a huge game too against Detroit with a couple of touchdowns. He's only got seven. But, I mean, when I remember in the, in the non-existent preseason, I was talking about, if Gronkowski had 800 yards and eight touchdowns, that's a great season. Right now, he's got 594 and seven touchdowns. Yeah. So he's the tight end nine right now. And you can't so, really knock that. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, is he elite? No, he's, he's certainly not elite. He's not elite anymore. He's but playable. He's, he's, he's a low tight end one. And, and that's kind of a, what I think a lot of people projected for him. I feel like, for me, it was people are going to see the name and overdraft because he's Gronk. And then he's not going to produce. And he was not really that great in, in part of the first half of the season. And then he kind of came out in the second half. So it's a young man goes to the University of Florida. Tight end named Kyle Pitts. Uh, mm-hmm. He can be an instant impact player. That's the kind of player that, that, that he is. And you rarely see instant impacts at tight end. But Pitts can be a guy who can be that kind of player. Uh, you get a chance to watch him, you know, in the bowl game next week or something like that. Keep your eye out for him. Um, before we get ready to hop up and get up out of here, uh, uh, one thing for next season. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Giants won begrudgingly in 2007. Yeah. I remember it was a Monday night football game. It was either Monday or Sunday night against uh, Washington. This is the Clinton Portis era. Um, this, they were still, you know, they were, this is before they were the football team. Um, <laughs> they, they, played, they played in the Meadowlands, and 
the Giants were battling to get into the playoffs. Like the Giants had to win out or something like that to get into the playoffs. And Jeremy, not and Jeremy Shockey broke his leg, right? When Jeremy Shockey broke his leg, it freed up Eli Manning to become a better quarterback. Eli Manning goes on to win two Super Bowls. Jeremy Shockey never saw a light of day as a New York Giant again. Do you think Odell Beckham is a Cleveland Brown next year? And is that a good or a bad thing for Baker Mayfield? Because I, I think Baker might be better without Odell on the field. From a fantasy perspective, I want to say no. I, I don't want him in Cleveland because he's a yeah. hell of a player. And being in Cleveland where they run a lot of 12, where they have two of the top running backs in, in the National Football League, he's never going to be what he was. He's never going to be what he was. It's just not going to happen. You know, a lot of people loved OBJ coming into the season. I was like, I'm not touching him with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole. Didn't yeah. have any shares of him at all. None. And then after I said he's going to crush the Cowboys, I said trade him. Yep. Because it's just the offense is not conducive, man, for, for OBJ to put up – for any wide receiver to put up elite top five numbers. And I know Jarvis Landry's been really good the last few weeks, but, I mean – Jarvis Landry is a different type of receiver than Beckham. Beckham needs love, to be on a team that throws the football down the field, like right, the Chargers. Exactly. I mean, imagine that. I mean, it would it would hurt Keenan Allen, but he he. I I hope from a fantasy perspective, he's not with Cleveland next season. Yeah. I'd really like to see him go somewhere else. I really, really would. Hell, I mean, you look at some of the teams that are you know a bit wide receiver needy. I mean, let's see, Philadelphia. Right, they don't have a number one. Alshon Jeffrey, you know, Deshaun. If I'm if I'm if I'm Odell, do I want to play with Jalen Hurts? Uh, I mean, if, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you, him, then Baker. See, yeah, that's true too. But see, what I worry about a young quarterback is having a dominant wide receiver. But yo, throw me the ball. I, I, I like a young quarterback that can kind of just learn his way. You know what I'm saying? Go to Jacksonville. How about Jacksonville? And 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 it's catching passes from Trevor Lawrence. How about that? I mean, it sounds good, but do you it want does. him coming to the huddle telling Trevor Lawrence? Like, for example, don't get me wrong, Dak and Dez, it worked out. You know what I'm saying? The mm -hmm. first year. But that second year of Dak's career, you can kind of see where Dez Bryant was like, you know, I, I like throwing the ball to, you know, Cole Beasley and Jason Witten too. You know what I'm saying? Corey, how about Baltimore? It's almost like Des Bryant was Tony Romo's guy. He was. Yeah, he was. How, how about how about Baltimore? That would be phenomenal. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be you know, fun. The was not going to trade him to Baltimore. I see that's the thing. <laughs> I know. I, right. No, I know. Exactly. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing off the top of yeah, my no, head. That, I, I feel what you're saying. I have good the, young the Eagles quarterbacks are a good idea. Yeah, uh-huh. The Eagles are a good idea. Hell, Dallas is a good idea. But they already got a ton of uh, young wide receivers. Yeah, and, you, you know, obviously, Amari Cooper, I don't think he'll be there after next season, but he'll be there definitely for sure next season. But it's going to be interesting to see where him and a couple of other pieces land in the offseason and how that should shake up the fantasy landscape, Mike. Because mm -hmm. that part of the year is coming. Because, like, what we are talking about fantasy football is, okay, week 17 will come and go. But the, guess what? The Senior Bowl is not too far. The Combine is not too far. The draft will be here before you know it. It's so 365, we're, we're get, man. It's we're 365. Free agency. So we'll get a whole new pool of players, and we'll get player movement. And, you know, everybody else will be talking about, you know, spring training. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll be looking forward to spring training, too, as a diehard Yankees fan. But, no, I mean, it never ends. I mean, it never ends. You've got... The playoffs coming up, and as you mentioned, Senior Bowl, you got Combine, then you've got 
the schedule release, and free agency, which is a very, very big time in the offseason, uh, going right to drafts. And hopefully we'll have mini camps with this pandemic. I don't know what's going on right now. I know in L.A. they're going to probably extend you know, this sort of stay-at-home situation. I don't know how long that's going to last. Hopefully by the springtime it'll be uh, in the rearview mirror. But there, there's a lot to look at in yep. the offseason without question. The NFL is king uh, among the four major sports. No doubt. And Mike, when I what I will say is you know, I just did a video over SI.com and you know, hopefully everybody get a chance to check it out when they release it. Uh it'll be coming out probably on Friday, kind of, you know, discussing, you know, what do you want to see in 2021? Mm-hmm. And I told them I want to see fans back in the stands. Yeah. That's what I want to see most probably in sports in 2021. Like I want to see where the situation where we're safe enough to get fans back into the stands. Because when dudes are doing the Lambo leap into a empty Lambo field. No, right. It's exactly. the same, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, no, the whole season hasn't been the same. I will say this piping in the crowd noise on TV mm-hmm. kind of, it, it certainly has helped, but because, you know, you're not really looking at fans when you're watching a, a television, uh, a game on yeah. television. So, so it certainly has helped, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, imagine that game last night in Green Bay with all the snow and that crazy. Lambo field is filled to the freaking brim with fans. I mean, yeah, there's not there's not I mean the, the the 12s, you know what I'm saying? The 12th man, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You didn't get a chance to to you know for the for the 12th man to be out there this year. You're yep. going to get the Kansas City Chiefs probably more than likely in a home playoff game into mm-hmm. with my opinion a lot of stadium in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah. can't yeah. pump in that much crowd noise. So it'd be good to get that aspect back, but you know what I'm saying, Mike? A uh, great season, you know, doing this and I'm obviously we still got some shows to do, but definitely great season, fun season doing this with you. You know what I'm saying? And having you over here at SI.com now. How, how was your post, your first post NFL.com year? It was fun, man. It, it was very different for sure. You know, like, I, I mean, work from home all the yeah. time. And, you know, w- with the NFL, I was in a studio, you know, six days a week. So certainly much different, but a lot of fun. And I think the best part about it is working with you and Enright and Frankie and Atkins and Ian and, and all the guys, man. Cause I'll tell you this, when you're an NFL employee, you can't really see the gambling side of things. You yeah. gotta get you fired. No doubt. The, the info that you guys bring to the table on the gambling aspect is second to none. I, it, it's, it's amazing. And you know, I'm learning from it and uh, it's, it, it's, it's been a pleasure to be working you know, with all you guys, that's, that's really been the best part of it is to sort of be able to go out there and promote how good you all are at yep. what you do. That's been, that's been a lot of fun, but um, uh, it, it's been, it's been an odd year for everyone, including myself, but I've, I'm really looking forward to, to great things uh, moving forward here uh, with SI fantasy and SI gambling. Uh, I, I really, I really do believe that very soon people will be coming to SI for all of their fantasy and gambling information before they go anywhere else. All right, there you go right there. So get out of here for week 16. Once again, congratulations to all the champions uh, on this fantasy football season. Even if you have to wrap it up tonight, we'll be definitely be back with you on Thursday to do some off season, well, to do some season awards, season long awards for the 2020 NFL season for my main man, Michael Fabiano's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and we are out.